You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. For more interviews and stories, visit chirpradio.org slash podcasts. This is Bradley Morgan from Chirp Radio, and I'm at Beat Kitchen with the experimental folk singer-songwriter Jessica Hoop, based out of Manchester, England. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing great. As I was listening to your latest album, Stone Child, I was really drawn to the blend of the instrumentation in your vocals, and I found it really vibrant and at times primal, uh, featuring qualities both deeply rooted but reaching out into the unknown. What was the direction for that album? I, I wanted for it to feel reduced, like a reduction. <laughs> uh, in the in the folkier sense, so less drawing from the multiplicity of genre that I have done in the past. You grew up in a traditional Mormon household, singing folk hymns with your family, and then during your teenage years, you broke away from the religion. How did that influence your music at the beginning of your career? Uh, I'm not sure at the beginning of my career. I I tend to I'm rather obsessed with religion. Uh, in the more in exploring the negative effects of it more than the positive the positive parts are pretty apparent but the negative effects of religion are not necessarily so widely accepted or addressed i tend to explore that subject a lot the belief in god how that's kind of turned us upside down in many ways and uh so there's there's a a fair bit of kind of focusing on the patriarchy throughout my writing in a in a way that calls it out for the negative effects that it's had on us as people and the world in general. So you find a connection between patriarchy and religion in your music throughout your career? The listener can, yes. I, I tend to write write about it because I feel like it's at the root of... <laughs> I feel like patriarchy is at the root of all evil, for lack of a better way to put it. One of the fascinating parts of your history that really piqued my interest was that you lived off the grid for a few years after you left Mormonism, and then you worked as a wilderness survival guide for troubled youth. And I felt that it really informed the depth of your cultural commentary. Uh, can you tell me more about how this album addresses the current cultural state? Well, I'm not sure that it does address the current cultural state, but it does peek into a few angles of how we're living one with each other. And in one way, it, it addresses misogyny, but as it's perpetuated by women in you know, in combination with men, but really the responsibility in this particular address is falling on the women. That song is called Old Fear of Father. It's like a mother competing with her daughter because she feels insecure type of situation. The hand that keeps you, the hand that owns the keys, keeps you pretty, don't look to me to hold you, a shape and I'm talking a bit about modern-day slavery as it traces its way back to the uh, abolition of slavery and how that didn't actually, in actuality, happen. It's hard for me to kind of, like, remember all of what I'm talking about throughout Stone Child, but those are the two major political uh, standpoints I take within the writing. So that's fascinating to hear you talk about uh, modern slavery. Um, where do you see that, and how, and how does that specifically uh, 
enhance your your music? Well, I, I, I write from things that kind of hit me in the gut. And when I watched the film 13th, well, I was bowled over by the content in that documentary. One of the things that surprised me the most about it is the history that I wasn't taught in school. And there was laid out for you what happened after the Emancipation Proclamation, which was basically vagrancy laws that were put into place that allowed white Southerners to scoop up freed men, freed black men, and put them straight into prison for offenses that couldn't possibly considered crimes. So like hanging out on a particular street corner. Um, there's a whole list of, of laws that were created just to allow them to put them back in this prison system because it was in prison that you could put people to work without pay. So <clears throat> this was the start of, of a whole different rebranding of slavery. And f that information, one, should be taught in schools. It should absolutely be taught in schools. And when I hear something like that, I engage with it. And so I, I wrote the song Red, White, and Black. Uh, as a white person, I want to encourage other white people to engage with the subject and to think about white privilege and what that means now because uh, I didn't really understand what that meant and I'm not sure that I understand the depth of what that means, but I've been exploring it as an effort to be a part of the solution rather than a part of the problem. And when you're a part of the problem, it's when willful ignorance or ignorance are playing a part. So it's really fascinating that you, you have that perspective as, as an American born and bred artist who's now living in Manchester. And so you get a kind of international view of the dichotomy of America, this promised land versus the reality aspect. And now I'm curious how living abroad in the UK has, has managed to um, enhance or inform your philosophy on that. Well, I enjoy living in a, in a socialist country as capitalist as it is. It's still a socialist country. And they have services to look after their people. And um, it's broadened my perspective on how to care for one another. And that's one thing that frustrates me about America is it's uh, they hoard their wealth. And they don't want to look after, we don't want to look after each other. And the fact is, is that that's just a, a hole in the bottom of the ship. If you don't look after each other, your, your country can't function truly. Some of us can, but the rest of us can't. So um, England has opened up my, Great Britain has opened up my mind to the function of taxes, what they really should be for. Not that they're perfect at utilizing those taxes because they're in no stretch of the imagination, a perfect socialist country, but um, what those things are for and how an ideal could possibly be reached. I've been going through something quietly So quietly Nobody knows my trouble Nobody knows I dress myself for city streets these leathers shield my sadness so nobody sees, nobody sees, nobody sees me, nobody sees 
so your points are really fascinating me because when I was listening to your album, uh, Stone Child, I really enjoyed the song Shoulder Charge because I can hear in the song that it was really deeply personal and, I could, and it was something that I found that a lot of people could relate to. This idea of venturing out into the world, wearing a mask and an armor to shield us, and that the turn is that it further isolates us from other people who are isolated, who are also isolating themselves. So this, you know, individualism versus collectivism kind of mentality, i.e. America versus, you know, the UK. And I want, you know, to kind of learn more about that song. Well, I don't see it, it versus anything. Um, I see it as, well, if it's anything, it's I versus other. We learn to keep things quiet our struggles quiet and too closely guarded because we we gossip about each other and if something is going on with you you might get marked for instance if you have any of the conditions that are frowned upon by society you know if you if you're living a particular way or you are a particular way it's hard to just be yourself because there's stigmas built around those particular ways but in actuality, there's no way that you can be that isn't totally human and isn't totally natural. So there needs to be places for people to talk about how and who they are. And there's, there's just too much shame carried. So when I'm writing about something that's too personal to be spoken about, I'm saying that in a public forum because obviously there's nothing that's too personal to be spoken about because we all carry basically the same burdens. I mean, in different forms and different variations. But we're all the same thing. There's no other. There's nothing other. We're one and the same. So why do we hide ourselves and why do we protect ourselves? There's a few reasons why we do, and those are the things that need to be broken down. I, I want to circle back to my question about living off the grid and how it informed your music. Um, going forward, what happens from here? Where do you see... Uh, we go as a society, and what role will your music play in that? Well, I don't think that I have any choice of what role my music will play in society. That's an election process. But I hope that what I offer is, I don't know, one that is sensual and, and connecting and enlivening and edifying from one perspective, not across the board, of course. I am not qualified to educate across the board just from my perspective that is willing to be candid about my human experience and also encouraging people to come down to earth i think recognize how mystical really the experience of being in a body and on this earth is and just explore i think Right, Jessica, thank you so much for uh, speaking with me. This is Bradley Morgan with Chirp Radio at Bee Kitchen. You can find this and other interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio, hear what's next. <laughs>